Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Between 1985 and 2007, Los Angeles was terrorised by a man who murdered at least 10 women and was known as the Grim Sleeper. In 2010, detectives had narrowed their search for a killer and were closely watching a man by the name of Lonnie Franklin Jr., including following him and staking out his home. The reason Franklin Jr. ended up in their sights was due to a familial DNA lead, where samples taken from crime scenes were found to be genetically similar to Franklin Jr.'s son. This lead was compelling, but to prove Franklin Jr. was responsible for the murders, they needed some of his DNA to prove it. That break came when they followed Franklin Jr. to a pizza place in Orange County. After he left the restaurant, an undercover police officer collected the items from the table where he had been sitting, including a pizza crust, plates and napkins, which were all tested and the police found a match. The judge ruled the pizza-related evidence admissible, but Franklin's attorney debunked the evidence, saying that Franklin didn't even like pizza. Nonetheless, Franklin Jr. was convicted of 10 murder charges and sentenced to death in 2016. In 2008, Franklin was found unresponsive in his cell at San Quentin State Prison and declared dead. The hero in this story, though? The crime-solving pizza crust. So today we're looking at crimes involving pizza. I'm Tori Hodgman and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. Let's stay on cases where DNA and pizza were linked. Interestingly, the Grim Sleeper case isn't the only one we found in our research. In New Mexico in June last year, an armed robber committed two crimes on the same day. The second offence took place at a Pizza Hut store. After demanding cash from the till and attempting to flee, he ran towards an exit door, but unbeknown to him, it had been locked for the night as the restaurant was closing. The robber rammed into the door, turned quickly and escaped out of another exit. When the cops were called, they looked at the surveillance camera footage which had captured the bumbling twit, including when he face-planted on the locked door. They swabbed the door and took samples away for DNA testing and the results matched with 19-year-old Marquette Deshaun Barnes, who was already on the combined DNA index system, known as CODIS, essentially a DNA database. Police arrested Barnes in December last year and he was charged with attempted armed robbery and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He was also charged for his earlier robbery at a local gas station and he was held at the Donnerana County Detention Centre without bail. And back in 2016 in Maryland, a Papa John's pizza delivery guy was walking towards the house that had ordered a pizza when a man armed with a gun jumped out of some bushes demanding all of his cash and the pizza. The driver handed everything over to the man who took off into the night. When police arrived at the scene, they located the empty pizza box nearby and sent it to a forensics lab for DNA testing. Once again, the results led the police to the culprit, Bashawn Bertram Elijah Wheeler, aged 19, who was charged with armed robbery, first-degree assault, second-degree assault, use of a firearm in a violent crime, two counts of theft under $100, and murder of a pizza. Okay, okay, I did add that last charge. (laughs) 
Now to Germany, where back in 2018, a lawyer was bombarded with pizzas being delivered to his office over a long period of time, so much so he ended up pressing charges and seeking the prosecution of the man he dubbed the pizza stalker. The police told the lawyer they may not be able to identify who was behind the deliveries, but the lawyer, a man by the name of Guido Grohl, insisted they do all they could to locate the culprit, as he had received over a 100 pizzas and was getting fed up as it was distracting him from his work. The story even made it into the local newspaper, and after that the pizza stalker decided to mix things up a little by not only having pizzas delivered, but also sushi, sausages and Greek food. The pizza stalker was never caught and that poor lawyer is probably still being bombarded with unwanted food items when all he wants to do is earn an honest crust. So from a pizza stalker to a tale where pizza was used as a bribe. I reckon I could be bribed to do a lot of things for pizza. Could you? So let's just hop, skip and jump over to Florida for this next story. Pensacola Police Department were pretty proud of themselves stating never underestimate the power of pizza with flavoured crust after their promise of pizza led to a suspect in a crime surrendering to them after a four-hour standoff. After receiving a report of a possible battery, the police attended at a home to find the suspect barricaded inside. In addition, he told them he was armed. Evan Charles McLemore was familiar with the cops and the prison system, having already served an 18-month sentence for a battery conviction, and he told police repeatedly that he wasn't going back to prison, ever. But as it turns out, a pizza was all the police needed to make him surrender, with the SWAT team dangling the offer of pizza before McLemore, with him appearing from the house, dropping his gun and lying on the lawn to be handcuffed and arrested. Reports didn't indicate if he was even able to try the pizza before he was arrested, nor did it state what type of pizza they had ordered. But weirdly, the reports did mention that McLemore had been threatening his family members by texting them the lyrics of a Coldplay song, one of my favourites in fact. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and I will try to fix you. Now that song's actually meant to be uplifting and inspirational, but clearly McLemore interpreted it differently. Very differently. Still in Florida. Maybe a pizza delivery guy could have avoided an altercation if he'd remembered to check all of the items that had been ordered were in his little flat insulated bag thingamajig before he left to deliver them. But unfortunately for a Domino's delivery dude in Vero Beach, Florida, he did forget to check the order and when delivering the pizza, without the garlic knots, to 48-year-old Robert Wheeler, hang on a sec, there's another Wheeler. Anywho, instead of a bit of complaining or possible shouting from Wheeler, he actually punched the poor Domino's delivery dude in the nose. Those garlic knots must have been really good to have upset Wheeler that much. And still in Florida. Hey, for those of you wondering what all these fanfares are about, you must be new to the podcast, but it's a bit of an in-joke 
As in the last 47 episodes of doing this podcast, there's only been one, maybe two episodes that haven't included a story from Florida. So it's kind of like a podcast in-joke spectator sport. And when we have a story from Florida, we announce it with the pomp and ceremony it deserves. So still in Florida... Another tale of a man becoming violent over pizza. In 2017, a man left a Florida pizza store after being told they didn't have any free food to give him. This displeased 56-year-old James Dennison, who briefly left the store and then returned with a handful of rocks that he threw at a glass display case, possibly hoping to smash through the glass so he could steal a slice of pizza. He did eventually break the glass and a waitress also sustained a three-inch cut to her leg after being hit by a rock before Dennison fled the restaurant. He was found by police nearby, arrested and charged with throwing a deadly missile into an occupied dwelling, battery and criminal mischief. And the stories of pizza and violence continue with our next story from Florida. Another disgruntled customer, but this time a woman. Apparently 28-year-old Saida Salim told police after her arrest that she was unsatisfied with the service at a Florida pizzeria which was owned by Fatos Carla, the victim in the attack. According to witnesses and Mr Carla's own statement, Salim started pelting him with multiple pieces of pizza and reports indicate that when the cops arrived at his restaurant, Olivia's Pizza, they found Mr Carla covered head to toe in tomato sauce. And in addition, many slices of cheese pizza were noted to be strewn all over the floor. Salim explained to the police that the service at Olivia's Pizza was unsatisfactory, which is why she lost her temper and threw the pizza. In her statement, she said that her son had become really ill after eating some pizza at the restaurant, which led to him vomiting. Salim asked to speak to the owner, telling Carla she wanted to return the pizza and also demanding her money back. Salim told the police that this was when Mr Carla began yelling racial slurs at her and telling her to go back to her country. And it was at this point that Mrs Salim started throwing the pizza at him. Salim was held in custody for two hours and then released without charge. Okay, now in our research we found some, well, just some rather unusual tales of crimes involving pizza. So this next part of the podcast is the Random Stories Collection. William Kais of Indianapolis was having the time of his life speeding through the suburbs with the police in hot pursuit. Eventually Kais lost control of his car, slamming the Mustang into a home. And according to the people who owned the house, the first thing Kais said when they ran out to see what had happened was, you want some pizza? And in another incident involving a car crash, a woman crashed her Volkswagen Jetta into a local pizza hut in the town of New Rochelle in the state of New York. After her arrest, she told the cops she drove into the restaurant because she was dissatisfied with the service. And back in 2010, a man by the name of Salvatore La Rosa decided to hold up a brother's pizzeria in Houston, Texas. Brandishing a gun, he yelled at the owner to give him all the dough he had. The owner was holding a white sack, which he promptly handed to the thief, who then took off with the loot. But it turns out the loot was a sack full of pizza dough. So ironically, he did actually get what he asked for. (laughs) 
And now to our last story, which kind of ties in with all of the rude and angry customer stories we've already heard in this episode. It's generally not a great idea to upset the staff at a restaurant because rumours abound if you do so, they're likely to spit on your food or possibly worse. But in 2018 in Georgetown, Virginia, someone went a little further than that. In fact, he went way further than that. At a Papa Murphy's restaurant, a customer complained to the police, telling them that he'd noticed an employee rubbing his testicles on the pizza he had just ordered. Now, this story's nuts. Austin Michael Simons, age 18, was arrested and before being carted away, apologised to the customer saying, man, I'm really sorry, that was stupid. In his statement to the police, Simon said he was upset because they were starting to close the store when the customer called and placed his order, so he did it out of spite. Simons was charged with tampering with a consumer product and was eventually released on a $10,000 bail from the Williamson County Jail. Simons told police that if he hadn't have been caught by the customer, he was perfectly fine if the customer had taken his testicle juice garnished pizza home with him. Gross! gross thanks for listening to the latest episode of the smooth criminal podcast please make sure you hit the like buttons subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends and even leave a review if you can and until next time stay safe and remember don't get hit by don't get struck by a smooth criminal (laughs) 